Man, that was incredible. <laughs> wow. Jeff and the band, that was unbelievable. Well, good morning, Great Hills. Let me just say, it is um, a joy and an honor to be here with you. Man, I'm already getting emotional. Um, just Father's Day. Um, this is the day, this is the place where God saved me. This is the place where I was ordained in the ministry. Um, this place just means a lot. It means a lot, a lot to me. Um, and uh, just wanted to thank you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it just means a lot to, to be here with my wife. And just from the bottom of our hearts, thank you all for letting us uh, come worship with you this morning. And I uh, just want to give a quick word of welcome to our online viewers on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in this morning. And those of you online and those of you in the room, why don't you grab your Bibles and grab a note and a pen because you're going to need to take some notes or pull out the good old Evernote or notes on your iPhone and start to type in because what I want to talk about this morning, the main point, is God is the Father that we can all trust. God is the Father that we can all trust trust. And with it being Father's Day, I was just praying on what the Lord wanted me to speak on and just really impressed us passages on. And what we're going to do this morning is kind of look at a case study of who God the Father is to us. And so we're going to bounce around Psalm 91, Psalm 139, different other passages of Scripture. So get your Bibles ready and get ready to, to thumb through a good old Bible drill. But what I want to focus on, God is the Father that we can all trust. And Jeff said it so, so well earlier. Now, father can have a many type of different emotions. Now, for me, father has many great memories and um, great emotions associated with it. I mean, in the past couple of years, my father and I, along with Leighton, brother, and a buddy of mine named Josiah, we did a Tough Mudder together, and there's a picture of us. And so we conquered it, and dad, I think, outran us all, but that's besides the point. Great memory. And then just here recently, about a year ago, uh, my father did our wedding ceremony. And there's just a picture of my beautiful bride, Kendall. She's over there on my right, your left. And so the word father for me has many, many great memories associated with it. But some of you may hear the word father and a cringe may come upon you. A chill may come upon you or Honestly, I'm, and if we're being honest this morning, no memories come to your mind because maybe you've never even met your father, you don't know who your father is, or your father walked out on you at an early age. And some of you may be positive emotions, some of these may be um, no emotions, and then some of them in the room here, you may hear the word father and just a sense of hatred comes upon you because you, you like, hate the person that you begrudgingly have to call your father. And with so many emotions and feelings around this earthly word of Father, what I want to unpack this morning is a look at our Heavenly Father. Is the truth that God is the Father that we can all trust. And I have a little acronym that I want to unpack this morning, D-A-D. And the first D, you write this down, stands for Defender. God, our Father, is our defender. Now, let me just give this little disclaimer. Now, these truths that we're going to look at, these three simple truths, they are for the individual 
who knows God as father, who is a child of God, who has a relationship with Jesus, who can identify as God being their father. And I just wanna say that at the beginning because these truths apply to the individual who knows Jesus Christ, their personal Lord and Savior and God as our father. And so first off, I wanna look that God is our defender. And if we are to trust in something fully and faithfully, there's a desire to be protected. There has to be some sense of security if you're gonna put all of your trust in God our Father. And God the Father's protection over us is really expounded upon in Psalm 91. And so if you have our Bibles, flip on over to Psalm 91. We're gonna read the first six verses. God's word says this, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. If you underline in your Bible, underline this, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find a refuge. Underline this, his faithfulness is a shield and buckler. Keep underlining, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noon day. If you are a child of God, that is who your defender is. We are under his defense. We are under his protection. And I love the fact that the psalmist in verse two calls God our refuge and our fortress. The psalm knows God to be a stronghold. And look at the protection and defense that comes from God. Verse three, it says God will deliver his children. Verse four, it says God will cover his children. He is a protection, a shield. Verse five, God gives peace of mind so his children do not have to fear the terrors of night. God, the father, defends his children. And I really want us to kind of look at this because honestly, as I was doing my study, I kind of realized this. The Lord showed it to me. With God being our defender, that does not equate to us being exempt from trials. He's our defender. So that doesn't mean, oh, you know, you go through life peaches and cream and it's easy. No, it's this beautiful truth that God's defense is not the absence of storms, but the protection through it. And if you look at it, the psalm realizes, the psalmist realizes and even recognizes the tough times. In verse four, he says, the snare of the fowler, the deadly pestilence. Verse five, he talks about the terrors of night, the arrows by day. Verse six, the pestilence that stalks the destruction. And I want to repeat what I said earlier. God's defense is not the absence of storms, but the protection through it. And if you're kind of like, well, what does that mean? Well, it's kind of like an umbrella. Lighten, can you bring that to me? God's protection of us is kind of like an umbrella. Now, Jeff, y'all are from Texas, so y'all know the beauty and the horror that a Texas summer storm is, right? You're like, it's a beautiful day, and all of a sudden, an hour later, it's raining cats and dogs, okay? And for me, I never have an umbrella. I'm sorry, Kendall, I'm getting better at it. I'm trying, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get better at bringing umbrellas in the cars because you never know when a storm comes. But when the storm comes and if you don't have an umbrella and it's like raining cats and dogs, like, you know, that awkward, like rain run you do where you think you're going to like dodge all the, okay, okay. And then you're like, you do this weird little thing that looks goofy. You get to your car, you're soaking wet. And for me, I'm mad because I'm soaking wet and I just got the inside of my car wet. And I'm like, I hate 
Texas summer storms. But what happens if I have an umbrella? Now, if I have a good old umbrella and I'm walking and I have this as my protection, as my defense from the rain, I'm staying dry, I'm staying through it, I'm still going through the storm. Now, here's what I want to look at. Did this storm, or excuse me, did this umbrella stop the storm? Did it stop the rain? No. Does it even really mitigate the intensity of the rain, of the thunder, of the lightning? I mean, no. Did it really keep you 100% dry? I mean, no. I mean, your shoes are kind of wet. But what does this umbrella do? It provides a defense between you and the rain. It was with you in defending you from the rain. It's not that God the Father as our defense means we don't go through storms in life. It is we have someone with us, giving us the protection and defense we need to get us through the storm. We have a defender. And God is the Father that we can all trust because he is our perfect defender. And so if you write down defender, A stands for God the Father is accessible. For the child of God, our Father is accessible. He's ready to talk to us through his word, through prayer, through the fellowship of believers. He's available and accessible. And before we kind of unpack this idea of accessible, we, we must remember the fact that God, or excuse me, we are to respond to God with the fear of the Lord. This respect and reverence, not this, oh, I have unlimited access to God, so I'm going to come flippantly or I'm going to come arrogantly or I'm going to come pridefully. No, it's this fear of the Lord, this respect of the authority that God has. And you're accessing him in perspective, in the lens of the fear of the Lord. Jesus in Matthew 6 tells us how to pray. And what does he do? He says, our Father who art in heaven. And so we have this access and God is available and wants to be a huge part of our lives. May we never get over the accessibility of God. And we'll get to this in a little bit, but the only reason we have this access to God, our Father, is because of his son, Jesus. And we'll unpack that in a second. But what I want to do is I want to give you a few verses that shows the accessibility, the availability of God our Father. Look at Psalm 55, 22. It says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. God our Father wants us to cast our burdens on him. What a beautiful truth. Look at Joshua 1, 9. The Bible says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. His presence is always with us. Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He comforts us with his presence. Look at the accessibility of God. Look at the presence of God in Psalm 139, 7 through 2. The 7 through 12, excuse me. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I free from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the innermost parts of the sea, 
Even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day for darkness is as light with you. He has made himself accessible to the child of God. If you have a relationship with Jesus and you know God is your father, you have accessibility to God. And the question that I had to ask myself and the question I want to ask you all Great Hills this morning is, are we accessing? We, we have access to God, our father who speaks and all of creation is brought forth into existence. And I think if you're a Christian for a while, you have this relationship with Jesus for a while, we sometimes take for granted the accessibility of God and may we never do that. May we approach with this fear of the Lord, this respect of God. The accessibility of God is something we can never get over. And I think in this time of global pandemics, racial injustice, are these the end times? Are they not? I mean, I, the, the question I kept asking myself this week is, am I accessing God? And growing up, I had unlimited, and even now, I have unlimited access to my earthly father. I remember growing up, um, he took me on a trip. I don't remember where it was. I don't remember when it was. I just remember I was young. And I just remember going on a trip with my dad. I mean, like, th that's the cool thing, okay? He let me get like sour punch straws and Cokes. Like what, I mean, for a young kid, what, what's greater than that? And I remember driving in the car and I remember pulling up to a stadium and I just knew my dad was preaching. And I was like, okay, here we go. And so I walked in and then I was like immediately very scared because there's a lot of people, right? And I'm like, there's a lot of people, there are a lot of big people, and there's a lot of people. And so I was walking with my dad, and I'm like, I'm with him, I'm with him, I'm with him. And so as he keeps going backstage, as he does the microphones, we're kind of sitting on the side together. And all the while, all these people are kind of like talking to him. And I'm like, this is cool. I'm with my dad. Like, this is awesome. I, I have access to, to backstage and I have access to these really cool people. Like this, it was some famous person singing and I got to meet them and I was like, oh my goodness. And I had access because I was with my father. And I think Great Hills and I think myself included, like we have access to God, our defender. We have access to some names that we're gonna look of God that show his different characteristics and attributes. We have this access to God as a child of God. That's just mind boggling. That is unparalleled in any other religion. That is, you have a direct line with your savior. What a thought. God our father is our defender. He is accessible. And the last one, and this is, bear with me, okay? I'm in junior high ministry, so we got to get a little bit weird this morning, okay? The last D is dad, in quotes. Now you're like, what in the world, okay? Now, if you look at your pastor, so Dr. Danny Forshee, um, you call him pastor. When he was teacher, professor at seminary, he was Dr. Forshee. Um, at home, to me and Leighton, we call him dad a lot. I don't know when Hannah started doing this weird chi thing, but that's also what he responds to. And now that Claire is in the picture, we have Pops. And so, and so my dad has all these different names. 
And so for us, it kind of gives just different attributes of my father. He's a pastor. He was a professor. He's my dad. He's grandpa. He, all these different names give different attributes and characteristics to my father. Well, as a child of God, our heavenly father, when we look all throughout the scriptures, has many names that are ascribed to him. And listen, this part is where it just gets so exciting. Because as a child of God, this is who your father is. These are the attributes. Listen, you, go back earlier. You may hate the word father on an earthly perspective. And you may cringe and you may not like the word. But let me tell you on the authority of scripture who your father is as a child of God. And who is your father? Well, he has many names and let's just cover five of them. Write down fast, okay? Number one, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. And just go look at Genesis 22, 14. It is a very familiar sermon, or excuse me, message, verse, there it is, that you're familiar with. It's when Abraham is about to sacrifice his son and God says, no, no, don't do that. Get the ram. And that is where Abraham scribes this word, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Look at Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of power. Some other versions say Isaiah 6, 5. Another passage that you're probably familiar with where Isaiah goes and has this vision in the heavenly realms where people are, or excuse me, where angels are worshiping God Almighty. And he has to have the coal come touch his tongue. The famous verse, Lord, here I am, Lord, send me, follows a few verses after. But what words does he describe to God when he sees him in heaven being worshiped and praised? He's the Lord of hosts. That is who your father is. What else is he? Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23, read it, memorize it, six verses. Students in the room, if you are looking for a great passage to memorize, man, Psalm 23. Memorize it, challenge your other friends, hold you accountable to memorize it. Because students, as you're going through junior high, you're going through high school, you're going through all these tough times and they are hard. You gotta have scripture to fall back on to get you through these tough times. It's got to be God's word. Jehovah-Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23. The Lord looks over, he protects, he comforts. Jehovah-Nisi, the Lord is our banner, Exodus 17, 15. What is this? This is one of my favorite stories in scripture. It's this famous battle where Moses, as he holds up his hands, the Israelite armies are winning. But as he slowly descends his hands, they start to lose. So Aaron and her come up behind him and they lift up Moses' hands. And they win the battle. And what does Moses do? He ascribes a little altar to it. And what does he say? Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is our banner. And what last one, Jehovah Shema. And this one, what a day it'll be. The Lord is there, Ezekiel 48, 35. And if you're not familiar with this passage, um, or excuse me, Jehovah Shema, other words are to define this as when the Lord is there, listen to these things. There's forgiveness, righteousness, peace, protection, prosperity, and power. And it's used only one time in Ezekiel 48, 35. And what is the context of Ezekiel 48? Well, it's Ezekiel seeing the new heaven and seeing where man will finally be in the presence of God Almighty. And he says, Jehovah Shema, the Lord is there. And what a thought 
What a beautiful thing when we get to see God our Father, the defender, the one we had access to, the one who is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sabaoth, Jehovah Rohi, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shema, child of God, that is just a glimpse and a taste of who your perfect heavenly Father is. And for me, I think it just gives me a sense of awe and reverence. And honestly, as, as awesome and incredible and brings me to tears at the beginning of this, as my dad is, when I hear about just these five different names of God, I cannot help but ascribe glory and praise and honor. And is he worthy? He is. And that is who our father is. And I think the greatest attribute though, that we could ascribe to God our father is that he is loving. And we have a loving father. And this is, this is the cool part, man. This is the part that's exciting. Who am I kidding? All of this is exciting. But this is the beautiful part that our father is a loving father. And sometimes, you know, the Old Testament, God the father kind of gets bad rap saying he's just doom and gloom. But then if you look, at John 3, 16, a very famous passage of scripture. What does it say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And here's the beautiful part. He's our defender. He's our accessible. He's all those names of God. But what does he do? God looks down at the peak of his creation, the one that is made in Imago Dei and sees that they are eternally separated from him. And in his love and in his mercy and in his grace, he sends his only son apart from him. He just descends to earth. Jesus comes on the earth. He lives a perfect life. He dies on the cross. There's this moment where Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The father has to look away so that the sin of the world can be on Jesus. When Jesus dies, sin dies with it. Three days later, Jesus rise, rises from the dead. And the sacrifice that is paid for sin is accepted. And God, our father has made a way. God, our loving father has made a way for his creation, his man, his person. He has loved so much to have a relationship with him. That is why he's defender. He's accessible. He has many different names, but goodness gracious almighty, God, our father is a loving father. And he desperately, wholeheartedly, loves you and gives you this opportunity. And so we've looked at God as our defender. He's accessible. And the many different names of God. And, and as, as I was preparing this, I just want to say this one thing as well. It is only because of God, our Father's mercy and grace that he sends Jesus that we have this access. And, and I just ask that God convict me in the times when I maybe take it for granted or when I do take it for granted. And it's something, oh, I've known it all about it my whole life. My dad's a minister, my dad's a pastor. And I've just heard this from day one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I heard it from, from day one. God in his grace and mercy allowed me to hear it from day one. And so I don't want you to think that, oh man, these are all the things that I get from God, our Father. No, that's not it at all. Because of the accessibility that is made through Jesus Christ, 
These are all the things that honestly we bow down and worship because God is our defender, God is accessible, and the many names of God that ascribe praise and glory and honor to him. That's the response that we have to God, our Father. And so what about you this morning? I got like three questions that I just want you to contemplate. Some three points of application just for you to to mull over this week, to think about. Because I know Father's Day can be such a sweet time, but also be such a, such a hard time. So what I want you to do is I want you to think these three questions about your heavenly Father. Number one, knowing that God is your defender, what does it mean for God to be your defender? I mean, what situation are you going through that you need to like utilize and relish in the fact that God is your defender? I mean, you you can't help but look out in the world today. Uh, It's racial injustice. And and, and a a lot of us have just been like, what do we do? I mean, how do we respond? What do we, and, and I think it's a point of realization and a point of listening and a point of understanding that according to Psalm 91, we're under God's wings. I think that is a truth that we must understand and go to God first before we say, what must I do for the world? We gotta go under our defender's protection. So number two, accessible. God, your father is accessible. Do you need to access God more? I know my answer is yes. And I heard somebody just say, when I was struggling with maybe like prayer, they encouraged me, hey, pray to God for desire to pray more. And I was like, what? That's kind of confusing. But pray to God for a desire to pray more. And I know I've addressed this a couple times, but students in the room, man, my heart goes out to you because I, I, don't, I couldn't imagine going through what you're going through in, in 7th to 12th grade, 6th to 12th grade. I, I couldn't imagine going through it all. And what I want to encourage you with is the truth of God's word, first and foremost, is that you have an accessible father as a child of God. And you can access him at any points through the reading of God's word, through prayer. And here's what I also I'd encourage you as Father's Day with, with your parents. Man, ask questions. You're not supposed to do it all on your own. And so what I encourage you students, if you're in here and you're like, I don't understand what all is going on. I'm confused. Amen. Aren't we all? But what I encourage you is don't bottle it up, but ask questions. Your, your earthly father and mother want to talk to you about it. They want to love on you through it. They want to walk you through this thing. But take advantage of the access you have to your parents, the access you have to their wealth of knowledge. And so do you need to access God more? What about dad? Okay, those names of God that we put up. What name of God stuck out to you most? And man, praise God for that attribute of him. We're going to have a response time in a second where Jeff and the band are going to come up. And maybe if you're just writing down all those things, if you want, I will be over here later and I can give you my notes just of those five different names. But what, what attribute of God do you want to just praise him for? And worship, man. Worship God as a response to the truth of his word. And then those are the three questions I want you to walk away from today. But what I talked about earlier, I believe, man, there's someone in here who needs a relationship with Jesus. There's someone who does not know God our Father as defender accessible in the different names of God that we talked about this morning. And the famous verse 
My dad's favorite verse, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And sometimes people are like, that's a little confusing. I love that, you know, the Bible put it even more simply a couple of verses later, for everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. And so maybe you don't know God as your father because you're still separated from him because of your sin. Jesus died on the cross for you, rose again on the third day. He's triumphant over your sins. And if you are wanting to talk to someone saying, oh my goodness, like it, it finally has clicked. Man, we're gonna have counselors in the back in the great hall and they would love to walk you through what that looks like. Mark Hall walked me through what it looks like to have a relationship with Jesus on May 25th, 2014, back in those rooms. And so like I said, this place has a special place for me. May it be a special place for you. May today, Father's Day 2020, be the day that you begin your relationship with God the Father. What a beautiful, beautiful thought. And so as the band comes up, as Jeff and the band comes up, how do you need to respond this morning? And I want you to think about that. If you're writing down notes, write down, how do you need to respond this morning? Because the word of God does not return void. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And when God's word goes forth, it does not return void. And so by the power of God and the word of God, how do you need to respond this morning? Maybe just ask yourself those three questions, but from an earthly father perspective and an earthly perspective, what I wanna do is just encourage and challenge you in, in, in a few different ways. The fathers that are in the room, you have a perfect father as an example to model. I, I do not have the privilege and joy of being a father yet. And I'm wanting to and desiring to. And so I can't really level with you on that, on that grounds. But what I do know is that God our Father has left us an example. And what we looked at this morning, He's, def he's our defender, He's accessible. And he has many different names that give many attributes to him. So our, my, the earthly fathers in the room, how can you exemplify, how can you model some of God's attributes in your own family? How can you let your kids know that you're their defender? How can you make yourself accessible and available to your kids? And for the children who are in this room, how can we honor our earthly father? And you say, oh, Brian, you don't understand. You don't, you don't know who my dad is. Well, the commandment of honoring your father and mother has no expiration date. And it doesn't mean you, you walk up and, and it's like all lovey-dovey and you're like, give me a big hug because I heard a message this morning. It, it, it looks totally different. And I believe through by the spirit of God, living inside your heart as a child of God, if you ask, how do I honor my father? I believe that the Lord will speak to you because the, the command of honoring your father and mother has no expiration date. It's not like when you hit marriage, when you hit this, when you hit your own children, you, you, it, that expires. No, it's honor your father and mother. And so children in the room, myself included, how do I show honor to my father? And this last one, my heart is heavy. 
And I just wanna speak this truth over you. People who never knew their father, maybe hate their father, I would encourage you and beg you, give this bitterness and resentment that you may be very justified. It may be justified. Give this bitterness, this anger, this hate to the heavenly father who is your defender. He's accessible and who is your dad. And I think in response to the word of God through Psalm 91, Psalm 139, Psalm 55, through many other different passages of scripture, we can look at our heavenly father, our defender who's accessible, who is, let me just read these over again. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sabaoth, Jehovah Rohi, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shema. With that as our perfect heavenly father, let's worship him. Worship him in spirit and in truth. And so I'm gonna pray for us and the band's already ready. They're ready to bring the house down like they did earlier. But they're ready to give all the glory to Jesus, all the glory to God. So dearly, Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. You are loving. You're our defender. You're accessible. God, I'm just in awe of who you are. And Lord, thank you through the power of your word. The power of your word, God, and the Holy Spirit living inside our lives. I pray that you would speak to every heart in this room this morning. God, may our hearts respond in worship. May our hearts respond in repentance. May our hearts respond in joy and the beauty and the fact that we have access to you, God. And so, Lord, in these next few moments, I pray that we will worship you in spirit and truth, God. In the midst of corona, in the midst of racial injustice, in the midst of all things going around, God, you are still on your throne. You are still worthy to be praised. And because of those truths, God, we will stand in all of you and we will worship you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.